0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: When I was nine, my parents made me work for my food. They said I was eating too much that they had to take another mortgage on the house. When I graduated middle school, they told me I had to start paying rent. Because like they said, tuition was expensive and I needed to pay them back for it. We weren't even poor. My stepmom was loaded. They put me to work in my uncle's bricklaying business. Not exactly a light job for a tiny teenager. But I did it anyway. I just wanted to make money. And every time I did, I would keep some for myself. My name's James. And I'm just a regular dude trying to get through high school. I planned to use what money I had saved up to get freedom as soon as I graduated. I wanted to move out of my stepmom and dad's house, so they could no longer tell me what to do. The problem was, I didn't account for life happening, and all the random problems and opportunities it can bring. It all started when we were on a class trip to some modern art museum. The only reason we were able to go to such a fancy place was because one of our classmates' dad owned it. Unfortunately, while the class was leaving, I saw Jonas trip over the carpet and slam into one of the pillars that held a very expensive-looking glass. I would have laughed. See, Jonas was a bit of a rival of mine. We've always gone after the same girls. I always wanted to be cooler than the other. And seeing my rival do a tumble would have been hilarious only that I saw the vase tumbling down with him, and I knew we'd all be in trouble. I tried to catch it, but I was too late. Jonas fell, caught the vase, and crashed it as he rolled on the floor. It was broken into a thousand pieces. Luckily, there were no alarms, but we were both panicking. Any moment, someone might walk in. I put aside our rivalry and told him I would help him. "'Quick, uh, hand me those pieces!' Wha huh Hand me those pieces so I can hide them. I'll cover for you. I'll tell them we didn't see anything. We have to get out of here, now! I gathered every little piece I could find and put it in my bag. But then, that very same moment, the owner of the museum appeared. Behind him was our classmate, Carol. She was shocked when she saw me holding the broken pieces of the vase. I tried to explain, but Jonas blurted out immediately. It was him. He was going to hide it too. I told him not to hide any of it, but he didn't want to get into trouble. And with just that one statement, I was found guilty. They didn't even need to investigate it. After all, they caught me red-handed. The very next day, my parents were called in by the principal, and I got a world of hurt. Carol's dad demanded that we pay for the damages. I wanted to tell them all that it was Jonas. But who would believe me? I was the one holding the broken pieces when they found me. That night, Mom and Dad berated me for a solid two hours. How dare you get us into this much trouble? Do you know how long it will take me and your mother to pay back $50,000? Mom, Dad, it, it wasn't me. Stop lying! Now go upstairs and think about what you did just for this, you won't get any birthday or Christmas presents. As if I ever got any in the first place. If I said that out loud, I would have gotten grounded for ages. My parents forced me to hand over every penny I made, seeing how I needed to pay for the broken vase myself. I got depressed. I was really looking forward to being out of the house as soon as possible. That was when Carol approached me at school. What's wrong, James? It seemed down these past few days. Oh. Besides the fact that I owe your dad 50 grand? Not much. My parents are working me twice as hard now. They refuse to pay for it. I'm sorry. I tried to ask my dad to let you off the hook, but he never listens to me. I wish anyone would have listened to me. It was Jonas who broke it. You know what? Might just have a solution. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. That intrigued me, so I asked what Carol had in mind. My dad's been trying to get me to marry this douche. We've known each other since we were four. Our families arranged for us to be engaged when I turned 16, and we would get married the moment I turned 18. I don't want to go through with it, but my dad never listens. My fiance is awful. Plus, he's like ten years older. I haven't even seen him in years. So... What do you want me to do about it? Meet me at the Red Ribbon Diner at five tomorrow. Tell your parents you'll be gone for the week. Tell them you're going to go to a friend's party to kick off the summer holidays or something. I dressed as nicely as I could, not knowing what we'd be up to. I brought a change of clothes, and as soon as I got there... Carol handed me a thick envelope, and when I looked into it, my jaw dropped. There must have been at least ten thousand bucks in there. (laughs) What the? That's just for this weekend. I'll give you double that if we pull this off. Carol drove us to a villa by the sea. It was huge, and extravagant. I'd never been in a house that expensive. She told me I was going to stay there for the summer. And given that my parents didn't care where I was, I said yes. She told me she needed my help. Her parents were going to arrive in the neighboring villa soon, and that I would pretend to be her boyfriend for the whole summer, just to annoy her family and her billionaire fiancé. And if we got the fiancé to call the wedding off, she'd pay me 40 grand more. That would take my money up to 60, enough to pay her dad and to have a bit of change for me to leave home. I acted like the biggest douche there ever was. When we went to meet her family, her dad was so red, he'd think he was about to blow steam out of his ears. The fiancé was taken aback by the fact that her fiancé had a boyfriend. And I put on the best performance of my life. I talked non-stop about myself. I would keep kissing Carol in front of everyone. Carol bought me expensive clothes and the tackiest watches and jewelry, and I wore them all. I spit at the table, I made gross noises while having dinner with her family, and best of all, when I told her I love her, I'd look straight in her fiancé's eyes and wink at him, rubbing it in his face that his girl was mine. That dinner ended in chaos. The fiancé, humiliated by all that, threw his glass on the floor. I don't know what you're playing at, Mr. Eggman, but your daughter clearly has no intent to be faithful to me. I'm calling off the wedding. My father will hear about this disrespect. The merger between our companies is done. I never want to see you or your daughter ever again. He left in a huff, throwing a tantrum like a baby. And Carol's dad's face was unexplainable. Her mom was almost in tears at how horrible I was behaving at the dinner table. And her brothers and sisters were all taking videos of the whole thing. Please, Carol... I give up. Please, break up with this oaf! I'm begging you, take anyone, anyone but him! I went home after the summer, 60,000 richer. Yep, her dad let me off the hook just so I would leave his daughter alone. And I gotta keep all the money from Carol. The problem was, my stepmom found the wad of cash when she was cleaning my room, and I had to fess up to her. I thought she would scream at me. Instead, she had a mischievous glint in her eyes. "'You know, I've been asking your dad for a trip to the Bahamas for ages, but he never budges. So, here's my plan.' My stepmom wanted me to start dating my stepsister. In her mind, if I did something so grotesque, she could convince dad to give her anything if she put a stop to it. I said yes.' Of course, given that she was prepared to offer me ten grand, and just to get her off my back. Unfortunately, when Dad found out, it wasn't the result we were hoping for. He threw me out of the house, and my stepmom didn't pay me. But that summer, I found out there was a niche in the market I could fill. So I started my very own rent-a-boyfriend agency. At first, it was just me. I would go out on dates with lonely girls or girls who had to go to events and needed an arm candy. I made so much money, I even got to pay for college. That was when my business really boomed. My dorm mates found out what I was doing and they wanted in, and I hired them. They paid me 10% of their earnings. Valentine's and Christmas were our busiest times. On my senior year, my company took in a hundred grand in profit during Valentine's Day alone. But that year, we almost shut down. Because guess what? Remember Jonas? My rival? Well, he's been stalking me. And now, he works in the same business. Once again, we were rivals. He tried to spread rumors about my company, telling everyone I stole his idea. Jonas was a smooth talker, and a lot of people believed him. So, I had to take him down. I sneaked into his offices one night, and with the help of my guys, we hacked his computer and downloaded his entire client list. That night, I sent them 50% off coupons for my company, and once they'd experienced how our services were much better and that I taught my guys how to listen and act like the perfect gentleman, they switched to us entirely. Jonas's company went into the ground. It was around that time that Carol came back into my life. I looked for you at your old house. They said you haven't been there in years. Oh, yeah. What brings you all the way here? Well, I heard you run a business now. I'm finally free of my dad, by the way. I was wondering if you'd do one last job for me. What is it? For you? Anything. Free of charge. See, I was wondering if you'd pretend to be my boyfriend again. (laughs) Of course! But this time? Forever. So now, Carol and I are married. And I don't go out to clients anymore. I only run the business. As was our deal, Carol is now my one and only client. Hi, I'm Declan. And I just got out of college. On the morning of my very first job interview, I was super nervous. My knees were trembling. Somehow, I got through the whole process. And here I am, ready to go into the real world with a paying job. Only... one thing hasn't changed. I'm still super nervous and anxious as heck. But what I keep telling myself is that my family depends on me. I'm the first one in my family to even make it past high school. And I feel like it's my duty to help them get out of living in poverty. I owe them at least that. After all, my parents worked their whole lives to pay for my studies and my brothers and sisters had always been there to support me. On my first day of work, I put on my nicest shirt, shined my shoes until I could see my reflection on it, and brushed my teeth three times, just for good measure. I was so nervous as I sat during the orientation that I began to feel... uh, weird. I I was giddy, and antsy, and clumsy. So when my new boss came over to shake my hand, I stood up too fast she was bending over to greet me not expecting me to stand my head met her face and she stumbled backwards i panicked who headbutts their boss on their first day of work so i grabbed her by the back and pulled her towards me making sure she didn't stumble further and fall on the floor instead i had pulled too hard in one moment my boss was falling the very next her lips were on mine Everyone around us gasped. My boss didn't even pull away. She just looked at me and batted her eyelashes. My, my. Nice to meet you too, Declan. Oh, I was so flustered. I I just stumbled over my words. I, I, uh, Miss... uh, I, I I'm so sorry, uh, Miss Garrick. (sighs) I didn't, I didn't mean to, uh, please don't fire me. Why would I fire you for a kiss? I enjoyed it. And call me Catherine. Miss Garrick makes me sound old. I don't look old, do I? No, 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 no. Miss uh, Catherine. Uh, uh, I must say, I've never greeted someone with a full-on kiss on the lips before. Way to make an impression. But see, I'm a lady. I don't kiss before the first date. And now, you owe me. Owe you? Uh, miss? I I mean, uh, uh, Catherine? A date, of course. 5 p.m. A car will be waiting for you outside. (laughs) And so, yeah. That was my first day of work. I kinda became an instant hero. Everybody was talking about the newbie who accidentally kissed the boss and got a date. I was so jittery though, I'd never been on a date before, and I was going on one with my boss. As promised, there was a car waiting for me as soon as I clocked out for the day. And it wasn't just some car, it was a limo! The limo took me downtown, and when it stopped, the driver opened the door for me and called me sir. It was a really weird sensation. The hostess at the restaurant greeted me with a smile. We've been expecting you. Declan, right? I nodded. Then, a waitress took my jacket and led me through the dining room. Up to the very back where only VIPs got to sit. Another waiter pulled my chair up for me and put a napkin on my lap. I was living like a king! I was used to people shooing me away because we were so poor. But now... Now, people were serving me. I promised myself I would work really hard to afford that life. Sitting across from me was Catherine, all dressed up and looking like those beautiful ladies in magazines. Do you have a girlfriend, Declan? Ah, uh, n- no, miss. Uh, I mean, C- Catherine, I figured as much. I've never had one. Never the uh, Yes, ma'am That's a disgrace. You need to get a girlfriend but hm as much as I would like to keep you for myself. I Actually invited you over here for my daughter your Your daughter Yes, here. She is now And in walked Emily. She looked exactly like a younger version of her mom. And you could easily mistake them for sisters. Over the next few weeks, Emily and I went on a few dates. Not really my idea. Catherine really, really wanted me to date her daughter. She even hinted that I should propose. And I didn't understand why. It's not that Emily wasn't pretty or nice. I just felt uncomfortable dating my boss's daughter. But Catherine made me a deal. She said if I made Emily my girlfriend, she would promote me to being her assistant. So, thinking about being able to help my family more, I said yes. People at work were starting to hate me because of all the favors I was getting. One guy in particular was Emily's ex, Darren. He dumped her a year ago, but now that she's seeing someone else, he wants her back. Not only that, Darren had been eyeing my position for years. And when I got the girl and the promotion, Darren took out his frustrations on me. Darren would pull these little pranks. He would hide my lunch or put glue on my chair. I ignored all that. But then, things began to escalate. He started stealing things from me. He stole some pens, my mouse pad, a bracelet that I bought to surprise Emily with, and even took my favorite coffee mug. Some days, I would find my car vandalized. I was still very understanding. I didn't let it get to me. But then, one day, I saw something I couldn't ignore. I saw Darren stealing everyone's sales. Our job is based on commission. The more deals we close, the more we earn. Every customer who comes in gets referred to an agent. But Darren made it look like he made all the sales that day. He did it again the next day. And so I confronted him about it. What are you going to do about it, huh? Tell your girlfriend's mom? Go run to mommy, Declan! (laughs) Some people laughed but I reminded them that Darren had been stealing from them, too. Tell corporate for all I care. You'll never prove it was me. And he was right. We had no proof. We did try to complain to corporate. Catherine even backed us up. But they didn't believe us. So, I devised a plan with my coworkers. Darren stole thousands of dollars of commission from us, It was only right that he lost something worth that. So, during lunch, we snuck out into the car park. Sally went to buy nails at the nearby hardware store. Roger ran to the garden center to get sand, and Mimi took all the sugar we had from the office cafeteria. Sally stuck in the nails in the wheels of Darren's car. Roger and Mimi poured sand and sugar in its tank, and I wrote thief about a hundred times all over his car with a sharpie. I was actually feeling pretty good about it. I felt satisfied. Until the very next morning, when I got called into Catherine's office. And there was the VP of the company. And he was scolding my boss. Catherine, I told you to keep an eye out for my son. And now look at what's happened. I demand you fire this boy immediately! huh? No wonder they never believed a word we said. Because Darren's the son of the VP. I was fired that day, and no amount of explanation helped. Not even Catherine was able to do anything about it. She took me outside and apologized. I told her it wasn't her fault, and she told me the real reason why she wanted me to date Emily so bad. It was because she hated the VP and how corrupt he was. She didn't want Darren to get back together with Emily because if they got married, Darren's father could easily blackmail her by using her daughter. Of course, now that you know the truth, you don't have to keep seeing my daughter. You kept your word, but I wasn't able to protect you. Catherine? Why would I ever leave Emily? Wh- uh, what? What? I love her. At first, I was hesitant. At first, I was just doing it for the job. But your daughter? (laughs) She's amazing. She makes me laugh. She's beautiful. She's smart. Who wouldn't want to be with her? Why would I leave her? In fact, I should be worried about her leaving me. Now that I'm unemployed. We heard someone laugh and we turned around. We didn't see Darren had been listening to us the whole time. <laughs> Who's laughing now, you homewrecking pleb? Go back to the trailer park where you belong. Nobody wrecked your home, Darren. Emily doesn't want to be with you anymore because all you do is play Fortnite in your pajamas at your mother's basement. Everyone laughed at that. <sighs> Whatever, welfare kid. Shut up and go home! You're trespassing on private property! You don't work here anymore! I said goodbye to my friends and accepted defeat. I figured I was better off somewhere else anyway. But my friends surprised me. They railed around me. They said if they fired me, they would all walk, leaving the entire place with just Darren and his two friends. Even Catherine threatened to leave. Darren's dad called her bluff, and we called his. The next day, nobody turned up for work, and Darren and his friends were swamped. Hundreds of complaints were called into corporate, and it got so bad that the CEO herself flew down to see why we were on strike. And that? That was when we finally got justice. The CEO learned what happened. We told her that Darren had been stealing our commissions and that his dad covered it up and tried to fire us. As a result, Darren and his dad were fired immediately. The CEO also reinstated me. And not only that, she promoted me to manager. Catherine's old job. Because Catherine was now the VP replacing Darren's dad. That all happened in front of Darren. He looked so furious that a simple poor guy like me Ended up getting everything he always wanted. But you know what? I felt he deserved a bit more suffering. So, to rub it in his face, I got down on my knees and took Emily's hand in mine. I took out a ring that I had been hiding for the past two weeks. Emily, I know it hasn't been very long. But in this short span of time... You've shown me how beautiful, kind, and loving you are. And I don't ever want to live in a world where I don't have you by my side. Emily, with your mom's blessing, will you marry me? Catherine was so excited. She jumped up and down and rushed to hug me. I welcomed her hug, thinking she'd move her head to the side. She didn't. And once again, Catherine and I were kissing accidentally. Behind her, Emily put her hands on her hips and looked very much annoyed. Mom! That's my man! Hmph! Catherine wiped her lips and smiled with guilt. I guess that means she says yes. And as the guards escorted Darren and his father off the building, Catherine, Emily, and I shared a toast with our friends and co-workers.
2: I'm a guy, straight guy, but God bless me with a face as lovely as a girl and a wonderful friend. Yes, my life was thrown into chaos in an instant, and this is my story. I'm 17 years old, and my name is Eric. As I previously stated, I had a BFF named Dex. He's gay and proud to be part of the LGBTQIA community, and I admire and respect Dex as well as everything he believes in. At school, Dex is a member of the LGBTQIA club. They always want to express themselves and get along, but are always looked down on by everyone. They are not allowed to attend or be welcomed at many events. Dex has always wanted his club to be more influential at school, and I know it's gonna be a difficult journey. So I support him with all I have. Dex brought his makeup to my house during a boring summer vacation and said, Bro, can I do makeup for you? You'll be even hotter than the hot girls. For Christ's sake, I'd never imagined myself wearing makeup. But Dex was begging me to do it. So, I gave in. And it might actually be fun, lol. TBH, many people used to tell me that I looked like a girl because of my white skin, bright eyes, and red lips. When I saw myself in the mirror, I was astounded by Dex's talent. I felt like a completely different person. Honestly, I was as attractive as the other hot girls. Dex and I laughed so much at my new appearance. We also borrowed my sister's gown, put on a wig, and took photos. Tex shared those photos on social media, and they received a lot of likes and comments. They said the girl in the photos was beautiful. Dex and I were excited at my sudden fame. We decided to set up a TikTok account and posted videos of me after each makeup. From there, a girl named Cabela was born. Nobody knew that it was a work of Eric's and mine. So, we became obsessed with makeup, TikTok, and laughing at the comments for the entire summer. Cabela quickly rose to prominence as a TikToker. We even made some money from advertising a few products on our channel. Soon, the school year began, and when we returned to class, we discovered how popular Cabela had become. Everywhere we went, we saw people watching videos of Cabela. That made me and Dex even more excited. Returning to Dex, taking that beautiful opportunity, he wanted me to continue acting as Cabela, and join the LGBTQIA club at school. Dex insisted. With Cabela's online popularity, the club will gain more reputation. I'll be elected president, and the LGBTQIA club will be represented by everyone. We'll be allowed to participate in more school events. Please help me this time, Eric. Please. I always sympathize and understand Dex's wishes, so I decided to accept his request. But I made a condition that I would only appear in the group videos or livestream talk shows. Just as Dex said, The group was ecstatic when I joined under the name of Cabela and became the group's visual. Dex introduced himself as Cabela's manager, which gained him more credibility. We agreed to keep Cabela's true identity a secret, to protect Dex's reputation and avoid making the group a laughing stock at school. Everything was fine until a new student, Amy, was assigned to my class. I was immediately smitten by her smile, and wanted to learn more about her. We sat close together, So it was easy for me to strike up a conversation with Amy. We started having lunch together because she was pleasant and cheerful. My best friend group now consisted of three people. Myself, Dex, and Amy. I began to feel rushed living as two people simultaneously. I was a straight guy hanging out with Amy in the morning. When the night arrived, I'd be Cabela doing makeup with Dex making TikTok videos to keep our popularity alive, and live streaming as the LGBTQIA group's visuals. I couldn't tell Amy I was Cabela because of my promise I made with Dex. Nobody wanted their crush to see them acting girly, right? Not long after that, Amy and I started dating. There was a rumor that Cabela was me that was leaked at the school's forum one day. That drew a lot of attention. They wanted to take photos with me outside the classroom. I was Cabela, according to a forum post, which includes pictures of me before and after applying makeup. Everyone was interested, but that freaked the sheep out of me, and I hurriedly went looking for Dex. But, to my surprise, he approached me and smiled. I'm the one who made this public. As I thought, finding out that the famous Cabela is a student at our school brought the LGBTQIA group more respect. They all go crazy. (laughs) Yes, everyone seemed pleased, But Amy and I were not. With a surprised expression on her face, she looked at me. I didn't know what to say to Amy because she thought I was playing with her heart. I couldn't tell her I wasn't gay because it would embarrass Dex who lied about everything on the school's forum. And of course, I couldn't say I was gay because I would lose Amy. OMG. I thought I was going insane. I turned to Dex and was furious at his action. Look, Dex, I can help you act as Cabela, but I want her and I to be two different people. I, too, want Amy's love, just like the other guys, you get me? Dex gave me a pitying look and said, I just want everyone to know that I have a famous best friend, and isn't revealing this help people fawning over you? Regardless of how Dex said, I insisted on refusing. I don't give a damn, dude. Amy dumped me because of these stupid things. I'll tell her everything. I no longer desired to be famous. And then I walked away, leaving Dex standing there in agony. That afternoon, I asked Amy to go to the school's backyard to explain everything. While I was waiting for her, suddenly Dex came up to me and apologized. When Amy arrived, Dex turned to me and kissed and hugged me tightly. Everything was blown apart by the kiss. When Amy saw that, she sobbed and ran away. Everything happened so fast. I couldn't even call Amy back. I pushed Dex away and punched him in a fit of anger. What exactly are you up to? Amy just left! You selfish piece of crap. You're willing to ruin my happiness to gain fame. Dex stood there, a sad expression on his face. I'm into you, man. And you're right. I'm selfish. I couldn't stand seeing you and Amy dating. Dex then turned around and left. What he said surprised me, and my heart hurt because I hit my best friend for the first time. Amy tried to stay away from me after that. She didn't respond to my text or allow me to explain myself. Dex and I also didn't see each other. I was still furious with Dex. The relationship between the three of us was broken. For a long time after that, I lived in boredom because I lost my best friend and girlfriend at the same time. I announced my withdrawal from the LGBTQIA club and quietly deleted my TikTok account and all images of cabela enough is enough amy came to my house one day and said eric come to dex's house with me he and his family's leaving today to start a new life in another country that news astounds me greatly we hurried over to his location and amy told me everything on the way dex showed up and told me all about how he wanted to be president of the lgbtqia club which compelled you to become cabela He also firmly assured me that you were straight. Dex's family was about to leave when we arrived. I quickly approached him and apologized. Dex smiled and asked, Hey dude, one hug before I go? We hugged for a few moments in the late afternoon sun before saying our goodbyes. Dex gave me a notebook before leaving, and he didn't forget to wish me and Amy happiness. That night, I opened his notebook. It turned out to be Dex's diary about his happy days with me about his feelings and many pictures of us. Dex also devoted a whole page to me. Dear Eric, I realized that this friendship was worth more than becoming the president of a club or any other fancy thing. They only respect me if I have you, but you'll have my back even if I have nothing. When I move to a new country, I'll join a true and healthy LGBTQIA group where everyone is treated equally and respectfully. I like you a lot, dude. Sorry for being an ass and ruining your relationship with Amy. I apologized to her and told her everything except my feelings about you. It's a secret. Be happy, my best man. Every misunderstanding between Amy and me was cleared up. We reconnected and were as happy as before. However, despite everything, I still felt a bit guilty and missed Dex terribly. We continued to keep in touch with one another. He told me that he had a boyfriend and started a new, wonderful life not long after that. After this story, I just hope we will all learn to cherish our best friend while we can. One more important thing. Whoever you are, regardless of your gender and sexuality, you all have the right to be loved and heard. If you enjoy this story, please like, share and subscribe to our channel. You can also click the bell to be notified of more great stories. Hello everybody! My name
1: is Jonathan, or just Joe. I have a family, very rich, but I never looked up to their money because I wasn't bad myself. Smart, handsome, you know. And one day, they found me a girl, there to charm me and lead me astray. It was not easy to get rid of her, so I just lost my memory, allegedly. Look how it was. I've always been especially close to my aunt Elisa. She had raised me since I was a child. She had a son, but he lived far away in Germany. He was studying there, and they rarely saw each other. So she gave all her attention and love to me. From childhood, it was the coolest toys, then devices, then clothes, and accessories. She gave me a personalized watch. I adored it. My auntie worked for my father's company, which I headed as of late. My father had retired for health reasons. It came out of an emergency because I became the first youngest director of an entire organization right out of college. Aunt Elisa promised me a bright future and I willingly believed it. Though I was lazy to work, I loved money and they loved me. Then my aunt suggested that I needed a serious relationship, allegedly because of my age. Many directors of competitive companies did not want to take me seriously and the status of a married man will add some credibility. I didn't understand the connection and refused to get into a serious relationship in any way. Why would I need one girl when I could have many, right? Once under my aunt's pressure, I did get to know Kylie. I was surprised to say the least. She was from a simple family, in a shabby dress and shoes, clearly not my type of girl. I don't know how my aunt found her, she was not my level of taste. I shaved her right off but she turned out to be a nut or clingy, in short it was not easy to get rid of her. She was like an annoying bug, she followed me everywhere, running around. I couldn't stand it any longer and I told her, how much will you promise to pay? I'll give you twice as much, just back off. Nothing. Okay, three times that. No, do you think I need the money? Why, don't you? No, I like you and I'm not backing down. What kind of kindergarten? Fuck off, do you hear me, you scarecrow? Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror? You have no taste. Your hair is always in a horrible ponytail and you're always, what's with the wide clothes? Do you have a lot of fat in there to hide under big t-shirts and floor length dresses? Kylie was embarrassed. I wanted to offend her and acted as I did with basically a lot of people I didn't like. But she still walked on her feet, in the street, in the office. Even security took her out, but she still went in. My aunt gave her a pass. What do I have to do to get you to back off? Just be with me, I know you'll like me. No, I'd rather cut my head off so I don't have to see you. Why are you so cruel? If you cut your head off you'd lose your memory so you'd forget me. That's sad. Whoa, idea, exactly. I just had to make her think I'd forgotten her, that's all, but just how? Just as I was thinking about it, I got hit by a motorcyclist while crossing the road. Kylie was next to me and she was yelling so much that my head almost exploded, but I wasn't hurt too bad. I woke up in the hospital and realised that I'd broken a leg. The pain was terrible. At first I wanted to curse and order myself to find the bastard, but I was immediately struck with a new idea when Kylie ran up to me in tears. ''Jonathan, honey, are you okay?'' ''Who are you?'' Don't you recognize me? I'm Kylie. Are you a doctor? No, I'm your… we talked to you, don't you remember me at all? (laughs) No. That's when the doctor came in and Kylie ran out of hurt feelings. I paid the doctor to play along a little. A little more and she would get off, the pesky wench. Later my relatives came to see me, in front of whom I also had to play a concert without a memorable one. Only my aunt wasn't there. I was surprised she wasn't there because I was waiting for her more than anyone else. Fortunately, a couple of weeks later I was discharged. The first thing I did when I got to work, asked the assistant, I think I have an aunt, Elise, I was told she works for me, I should talk to her. But he shrugged and said she was gone the whole time, strange, she would have to come running to me first. We got another package yesterday in a black box. What kind of package? I'm sorry, I forgot you lost your memory, we have been getting packages from strangers in a black box every day for a month now, this time it's a dead fish. Each time the contents are different but the meaning is the same. Something dead. Okay, get rid of it. I went to look for my aunt. I wanted to see her and as I left the building I noticed her standing around the corner talking to a dubious man on a bike. What? No way. I recognized him from the red helmet with the black star pattern on the bike. It was him. It was him who hit me. Why was my aunt standing with him? I got closer and I saw her take that box and I walked past and my auntie didn't stop me. I could see through my glasses that the biker was in shock, but she showed him with her hand that it was okay. Kylie was waiting for me in the office, oh shit, not her, who are you woman, what do you want with me? Not a woman, a girl, I brought you something to eat. Damn that bitch knew what I liked, but I couldn't show it, so I barely turned down the stew with vegetables, even though my stomach was rumbling, I chased her out of the office and Kylie cleaned my office floors and windows and desks and made me a coffee which smelled good all over the office, and I ignored her. Finally the workday was over. I texted someone and walked out and Kylie followed me. I turned around and said, go away, I don't know you, and got in the car with a model I knew. She kissed me and got in my car. Yes, I paid her to play along, I just needed to get rid of Kylie. I got home and saw that we had company. As I walked up to Dad's office I heard them talking to my aunt. They were discussing me and my aunt's son Liam. My aunt subtly hinted that Liam was back from school and ready to start work. She also hinted that with my condition, running a company was dangerous. My father agreed with her. I felt uncomfortable. I ran out onto the street and realized all of this time my aunt was only stalling for time so that her son had time to study. Apparently she would ordered my accident, she didn't expect me to survive, she had sent me these nasty packages intimidating me and she had sent me Kylie. But why is this girl still running after me? If I'm already useless, I had to check something out. I went to a coffee shop, had some alcohol and asked my assistant to call Kylie. She came running to me an hour later in her pyjamas, poor thing, already asleep apparently. She paid the bill, I pretended not to be able to stand. She dragged me all the way and yelled loudly that I shouldn't drink because I should take care of myself. Finally she got tired and we sat down on a bench. I bowed my head and lay my head on her feet and she stroked my hair and said, Jonathan, You can't drink like that. You can't drink alone either. It's not easy for you. I had a different opinion of you. I wanted to make money from your aunt, just playing the part. Then I fell in love. What am I supposed to do? I was supposed to bore you and distract you, and now what? I don't know what's in your aunt's head, but I think there's something wrong, she said. I knew I could trust her. I got up and decided to have a serious talk with her. I knew that Kylie worked for the competition. She's a PR manager and has access to a lot of things, which was exactly what I needed. And Kylie almost fainted there but then she came to her senses. The next morning when I got to the office there was a commotion, people were walking around the building and making noise and they were taking away our documents, things and everything they saw, they were supposedly checking but I knew who was doing it. My father came right away and yelled at me so much that I was drooling. My father said it was my fault that I had signed the wrong documents and that I had illegally sold some big projects to competitors. You let me down son! I had hoped that despite the failure in your memory you could still run the company. But no, I was wrong about you," he said. Then my aunt came in smiling and hugging me, saying she was sympathetic. After her, Liam came in, the bastard. My aunt told me that tomorrow I had to make room for a new supervisor. It's only temporary, just while you're being vetted and rehabilitated," she said. I was angry, but I didn't have to show it. I decided to wait for Kylie for now. Silently I left the office and got what I needed in the evening. Next came a meeting with the company's executives, my father and Aunt Eliza and Liam was there. They unanimously decided to send me out of the office to be fired. Your last wish Jonathan! Thank you all for being here today, I apologize for what I'm about to ask you to do, however, it is a necessity for the good of the company. Everyone was surprised and tensed up. I turned on the projector and showed a video of my aunt interacting with the man who ran me over. All the footage from the cameras in our building had been deleted, there was still footage from the building across the street which Kylie got me. Also Kylie showed me all the contents of our office, projects and documents. As you can see it wasn't the prosecutor's office that was doing the audit as we were told, it was employees of another company disguised as prosecutors and tax collectors. This is a lawsuit, who dared? My aunt huddled in her chair. Auntie do you have anything to say, why are you silent? You did this didn't you? Here's more footage of you going in and out of that building, you have a pass right? And yes, that man on the motorcycle is Liam. They're taking his bike out of my aunt's garage right now. That's where Kylie is keeping an eye on things and the police are here for you too." I smiled, the commotion rising even more. What was the bottom line? Wanted to shave the girl but stayed with her but leaked the main enemy of the family. The closest person to me.